BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, wrecking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode I have with me Jackie Sue. Um, Jackie, how are you doing? I'm doing really good, thank you. Oh, very good. So kind of give give the listeners a little bit of, of background on you. We'll talk about more about it, but just kind of a little bit of a, a who who is Jackie? All right. Um, well, first and foremost, um, I'm Canadian. I was born up in Calgary. I've been in uh, Seattle area for well over a decade now. My background um, is more, I'm a hockey player, and um, probably about five years ago, um, I tore my ACL playing, and then uh, you know, had a lot of recovery and everything. And um, from working in the corporate world, um, after that injury, I just kind of uh, turned, and it turned my life around, and it um, got me into the fitness world, just all the rehab and everything, and I became a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, got back to hockey after a lot of uh, rehab and everything. And then just last year, I started running my first 5K. My goal was to run the whole thing in its entirety. Um, And then ever since Mm -hmm. then, I've just been hooked on uh, running and um, trying to improve my uh, time every run. And I just find overall it's great. um, You know, it's good cross-training for if you have a sport or, um, you know, as part of your fitness uh, goals that running is really good. Yes, it is. It is. It is. That was kind of anyone who knows my background. That's how I started getting it back into the you know shape was to run, was running. So, so you said you're a physical trainer. What kind of what kind of where do you do that? I mean, is that what you do for a living now, or is that just something you do for fun? Yeah, that's a great question, and that is what I do for a living now. Um, I okay. got certified probably about three years ago um, as a personal trainer. And I work um, at a major gym here in Seattle um, for about, I've been doing that for about two years. And I have a specialization in uh, women's fitness and also in senior fitness. So a lot of the um, kind of older clients, um, keeping them active, uh, helping them, you know, rehab with their own injuries as well and uh, setting different goals in life. And then I do have some clients, uh, private clients that I see at their home. You'd be amazed how much one can work out actually just uh, in the comfort of their own home. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've been trying to get to. I'm, I'm not good at the gym. I'm good. I'm one of those that I like my own personal space. I've I've mentioned it on the podcast. I'm a, I'm a like stare. Like when I'm working out, my brain just like clicks out, and my eyes just stare off into to nothing. And I've had multiple times at gyms where people are like, can you stop staring at me? I'm like, I didn't even know I was looking in your direction. I mean. <laughs> So I get weird at the gym. Then I feel like I'm the, you know, the old fat guy in the corner that's staring at everyone. So I like, I like my own personal space, you know, and that's just kind of my weird thing. So that's, that's good that no, you go, you help people. It works for you. Like it's, it's something yeah. that works for you. And I think you know everybody has their own thing. Going to gym can be very intimidating and frustrating because I know for me, working out is a very kind of a, I like to zen out and it's kind of my time to just get out of my brain and be in my body. And it gets stressful in the gym when, you know, you want a machine, someone's taking it, the weights are gone. You can't find parking in some of these bigger gyms as well. So if you've got that discipline to work out at home, I think that's really good. Yeah. And that's actually, I'm trying to get that discipline back. That's been one of my, my biggest problems is the discipline part. So where where I got lucky was the first time that I, I, I lost a lot of weight, the company I worked for, we had a gym in the basement. 
that we oh, built. Nice. So, and nobody else used it but me. So at lunchtime, I could go down there, turn on the radio, and just do whatever I wanted for an hour with nobody watching, and I had all the equipment to myself. Yeah, so good, that was brain empty out the brain there. Yes. Yeah, and I, and that's the whole point is I with the gym for me was to empty out the brain. So now I've been doing. Yeah. Don makes me go on walks like every Saturday. <laughs> he shows up in my house and makes me go on a walk. So and his idea of a walk is nothing less than like five miles. So, <laughs> that's yeah. different because he keeps you in check. You keep each other in check, and you know that works. Yeah, as well. It is. It is good. So so. Tell me about coming back from an injury. That's been the biggest thing. I know a lot of people have problems with that. We talk about that a lot on the podcast. Uh, My history is uh, I I basically shattered my left foot three years ago and gained uh, 70 pounds and have been fighting to get rid of that weight, you know, but I still have problems with that foot because I did so much damage to it. So that's kind of, you know, been my thing with injury. I mean, how, how do you... How do you go about getting someone to come back from injury? Because that's the hardest part is you have the fear of re-injury. You have the pain. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's kind of your, your thoughts on that? It's very hard because there's so many levels. It's, there's the physical level and there's the mental level. Um, for me, what happened was, you know, playing hockey, I just had a guy run into me and I tore my ACL. And I had to kind of that initial hump of, um, you know, I was so mad because I, I don't, to this day, I don't even know who this guy is. I never got a, an apology or anything. So I had to let go of that anger and I kind of channeled yeah. that into the rehab process, like all oh, that anger, you know, I couldn't, couldn't play hockey for a year and a half. Um, you know, having been a very active person, that was my very first time I had to sit on the bench and not do anything. Um, so I channeled cool. a lot of that when the doctor gave me the go ahead to, you know, you can go to the, go to physical therapy um, and do your exercises. I think that's really important when you spend all that money going to do those exercises at home, because every you know minute you put in will be worth it in the end. So I channeled a lot yes. of that anger uh, into doing the rehab work. And that's kind of what got me into the gym as well. I still couldn't do my sport. It's frustrating. Um, yeah. So Eventually, you know, through be patient because time is your best friend. Um, don't ever rush it back, you know, onto the game field. That's that's not good. Um, but also, yeah. it's really turned me around because I use a lot of that um, motivation. I think back of when Jackie was laid up in bed and how badly I wanted to get up and walk. When I run, that's who I run for, actually. I think about who I was back then when I couldn't, you know, my I had to learn how to walk again, how to go downstairs um, thinking of my previous self, when I'm able to run, I just say, hey, this is for my previous self when I was laid up. Um, so yeah. it makes you a lot more grateful for when you're able to move, when you're able to get back to your sport. Yeah, I don't go as hard, you know, skating into the boards or just playing as I used to because injuries just aren't worth it. You know, But making sure, no, you know, that you take care of yourself, give yourself rest days as well. It's really important, you know, when my knee starts feeling a little sore, I just you know, listen to your body and give it that rest it needs as well because you don't want to re-injure anything. No, you don't. And that's, that, that is the worst. I know when I first lost the weight last time, everyone used to, to comment that at my office, on my desk, there was a picture of me at my heaviest that sat on my oh. desk right next <laughs> to my computer. And I used to have so many people look at me and go, why do you keep that there? And I'm like, it's a reminder. For oh, those yeah. days oh, when yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't need to go down to the gym today. Yeah, I'm fine. And then I'll look at that picture and I'm like, I don't want to be that guy again. So I need to get that's yeah, why I need do to go it down for to the that gym. Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're able bodied now. Do it for that guy that you know, in that picture. 
and just be grateful of being able to move. And I think you have to be so patient with yourself too, like putting on that weight, you know, not being able to move. And it's okay when you can't, you know, you're putting on that weight, you will be able to get back out there. So staying positive, yeah. I think, is important. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The the positive, and it is a mental game. It is so easy to, oh, yeah. you know, my biggest problem was, and I've said on the podcast multiple times, when I hurt my foot, my brain was, well, I'm injured. I guess I better sit on the couch and eat potato chips. <laughs> and that's what I did. And I gained, you know, like I said, about 60 pounds Ooh, while yeah, my foot was yeah. injured. And it was like, you know, and I look back now and I'm like, I could have done so many things. You know, I could have done arm curls. There were so many things I could have done and not use that foot. But immediately yeah, my brain yeah. went to, hey, you know, and that's, you know, it's a lesson learned. And now I've got to fix that. But yeah, that's the hard part yeah, is the mental. Yeah. And then once they say, oh, you can do stuff again. And then you have the fear of re-injuring. You know, I have fear yeah, of when I drop down yeah. and landing, landing on that foot. And both my knees are shot too. So it was kind of one of those that's why I lost all the weight the first time was to take the pressure off my knees. So I definitely yeah, need yeah, to do it again. Right. So yeah, yeah, I need to get that weight yeah. off the knees and yeah. So, so yeah. in and, hockey. And for sure it taught me oh. to take care of other things too. Like, um, you know, hockey was a big deal, but to ha- kind of open my yeah. world up to, you know, you go to the gym, you can run like that. There's all these other things you can do to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that's it. It's learning how to do something else. And that was my mistake was my, my entire way of, you know, cardio was running. That was all I did. Mm-hmm. I ran for my cardio. You know, I either used an elliptical, I used the treadmill, or I would just go run out on, you know, the trails, whatever. I was always running. And then when I hurt my foot, there went my entire cardio because yeah, all my yeah, cardio revolved around, revolved around running. So it's like, uh, you know, and that's been the hardest part for me was coming up with that, that cardio that I could consistently do every day. So, yeah. Yeah. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon. Then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. So you say you're a hockey player. Well, what position do you play? I play right wing. Right wing? Nice. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You score a lot? I like, oh, I'm not bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I like playing with the guys, actually. I prefer uh, playing co-ed versus with women. I just like, uh, you know, it's a lot faster. You learn a lot more, and you just got to be a little stronger and kind of suck things up a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. So what and running really helps. So like the oh. cardio, I find it really helps with the mm-hmm. skating as well. You know, your endurance um, during games, being able to kind of push a little harder, quick starts on your skates as well. So cross training is really good. Yeah. I, I've always felt that way too. It's definitely good to, you shouldn't do just one thing. So that, that is awesome. Yeah. The skating and yeah. the, the see, and that's what killed me growing up. We didn't have that around here. Everyone's always like, Oh, oh you know, you had here. snow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm from here. Yep. I'm from I'm from Seattle. Well, I'm from Maple uh, Valley, but um, the closest skating rink we had is when I was growing up was up in North Seattle. So it was oh, an hour and a half from my house. So it was kind of one of those trying to get my mom because me and Don both were interested in skating. But you know, and becoming <laughs> we loved hockey. I loved watching hockey. I mean, slapsticks always, nice, nice. Uh, slap shot. Sorry, slap shots always one of my favorite movies. But 
we just never had that option. You know, I've watched the T-Birds for years and all that kind of stuff, and they, they're they finally getting it for the, the junior leagues and stuff for, you know, the younger kids around here, which is awesome. But it's, yeah, I, I missed out on being a, being a hockey player. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbish on, this, on, on ice. You put skates on me, and I'm flat <laughs> on my face. So I'm completely we'll rubbish. Try Don's tried to get me. Get you out again. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not a pretty sight. It's not. It's not. You remember the? You remember Bambi, and the beginning of the Bambi oh, movie yes. when she first starts to walk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I look like. That's what I look like. It's not pretty. Not at all. <laughs> so, so you said you do a lot of running. What? What's? I'm trying to think. What? What is your goals for running? I mean, you said you've been doing five Ks. Have you done more than that, or? No, so um, right now, yeah, just five keys. I just, and it's a struggle enough, or I should say it's more of a, it's a good challenge enough as it is. Um, My goal is trying to kind of get it down to 30 minutes. I'm around 31 right now, so I'm trying to increase that pace um, and just work a little faster is my goal right now. And so maybe once I can master that, then I might look at running longer, but I'm still trying to last through a 5K right now and trying to make it look good crossing that finish line because I think there's a lot of strategy to it too, kind of, um, you know, working each mile and then making sure you've got enough in the tank to finish strong. Yep. And that's kind of my challenge right now. That that was when I was doing running weather the first time. That was one of my biggest things was trying to get to that point, finding that pace that right pace that when you hit the end of the 5k you had enough in the tank to get a good sprint for usually for me i tried to do a sprint for the last at least tenth of a mile you know nice, that last nice, you know yeah. 3.1 okay. that last tenth of a mile and trying to get that pace where you have that good you have enough in the tank to get that sprint but not too much in the tank to where you still feel fine after that sprint you know what i mean you yeah, you want to cross that yeah. finish line looking good but you want to you want to cross that finish line like wiped out you know yeah. yeah, that looking good is so true because um, the last few 5Ks I've run, they had photographers at the finish line, and I just want to look good for the pictures. <laughs> Not like they're walking, they've got nothing left in the tank, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I can remember one. My best, I think I finally, I hit like 29 minutes before like my Ooh, injuries nice, and everything, nice. and I had to back out. And uh, I had one that I literally, it's like I came around a corner, and the way it looked, it looked like I was about a tenth of a mile from the finish line. So I'm like, cool, I'm going for it. And I started to sprint. And then I came around a corner and realized that the track went up and then back. Oh, yes. And it was really about two, maybe three tenths of a mile. And then you have that sudden thought in your head. You're like, okay, I'm right here at the finish where everyone can see me. So either I slow down and walk because I just, you know, did my sprint or I just go all out and try not to die before I hit the finish line. So that was probably the one where I like crossed the finish line, like having almost like a full on asthma attack, like, Oh geez, you know, but yeah. Yeah. There's so So, much to it. I think, um, you know, pacing yourself and just mentally kind of, okay, don't walk, don't walk, you know, just keep going, kind of uh, keeping up with it. And then you never know, unless you really know that course well, what twists and turns are, you know, an incline, a couple inclines. Um, I recently ran one back home in Calgary, and the, uh, the elevation of Calgary itself as a city kind of got to me because Seattle's only, what is it, like 100 and something foot elevation, I think, uh, above sea level. Calgary's a lot higher, and so that elevation got me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I know what you mean. It's the, that elevation because the air is different when you get yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was and a that's good one thing. I wanted to try it out. 
Yeah, I've done a few like in Seattle where the 5K and the finish of the 5K was um, a couple of them where it finished at like the uh, Seattle Center, and it comes up from you know what used to be what used to be the viaduct, but it would come up that way, and you're looking at it like really you put the like biggest ugliest hill in Seattle as the end of this 5K. Like you people are evil, you know. It's like that, you should have done this backwards. Yeah. But so that's always too is you got to kind of look at the course and see what's the end going to be like. Because I have been on those ones where all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's only a tenth of a mile. I should sprint. And then you're like, oh, it's a tenth of a mile straight up. So yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like um, so. doing the runs that kind of benefit local um, causes as well. Most of the ones I've done are I kind of benefit you know different uh, charities mm-hmm. and. Uh, causes i i always like those it's kind of nice to you know register know your fees going to a good cause yes and that's one thing that's nice about seattle is there's a lot if you get into some of the like running groups on facebook you can find a lot of those and that's as a family our my me my wife and our, our son we try and do one 5k together as a family every month nice. so that's good so that's we're always good. trying to, right to find the, those the community is really good like the community the people you meet um you know, through Facebook or just, you know, oh, you're a runner too. It's kind of nice. You can talk about things. Yeah, it is. It is. So, so as a personal trainer, how, how has that changed your outlook on what you do? I mean, has it changed kind of the way you look at, yeah. Has it changed how you look at like working out and physical exercise and all that stuff? Is it kind of giving you a different perspective? Oh yeah, it sure has. Um, On many levels, I think, the importance of taking care of yourself. I see a lot of, you know, people at the gym. I worked a lot with, um, you know, older clients as well. And you see some of the issues that people have with their knees, with arthritis. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they come back from a heart attack or something. You see a lot of that and you're like, you really realize how important it is to take care of yourself when you're younger, when you can. And I think I always ask myself that, why do I work out? And a lot of it is to preserve what I have that I can, you know, do what I like, play hockey, go run, do those things longer. And I think on another level, how it's changed me is doing things correctly, like uh, doing squats at the gym, making sure my knees, you know, track properly, that they don't cave in, um, jumping, making sure you land properly, you know, that your knees also don't cave in, doing things properly. You know, at working at a gym, you see a lot of people with incorrect form. It's like, oh, no, that's going to that's gonna come back to haunt them or their back is going to start hurting. So doing things correctly, yeah. I think it, that's how it changed me as well. Um, and that's kind of the thing when I run, too. It's really interesting people watching because um, you see people, like, either their feet are flared out or um, it's just it's interesting people watching or someone's got really good form. It's, I, I like watching people <laughs> while I run. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, that's kind of the – people don't think about it, but there really is a good or correct form to running that, you know, oh, is yes. less oh, yes. damaging on your body. And it's just, yeah, it's the, the correct form. It's hard to explain it. The one guy that I know when I went to a therapist for a while, he told me it was almost, what was, how did he explain it? Kind of like riding a skateboard, like the way you were pushing a skateboard, which didn't, it didn't make sense when he said it, but when he showed it to me, it made sense. It was kind of a weird, yeah, not as much stomping. I think I, And it seems like you watch yeah, a lot of people stomp. Of, um, Oh, yeah, and you see that, you know, in the gym, on the treadmill, you hear, okay, who is that stomping away really loud, you know? They're landing improperly yeah. on their feet, you know, instead of going kind of heel first, like a little bit of a flexion there. Um, they're either on the balls of their feet or just landing really hard, and that's a lot of wear and tear on, you know, knees, the whole body. Oh, yeah. 
definitely. Uh-oh. Did I lose you? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Oh, no, oh. no, you're still here. That's a great question, Sorry. though. I think um, just doing things properly, whether you're, you know, hitting a baseball, you know, with a bat or, um, you know, running, anything, just making sure that you, you know, maybe have someone look at you to make sure you're doing the right thing so you can keep doing what you're doing, what you enjoy doing longer. Yeah, and that's definitely true, and that's one thing that, you know, I have learned in the past is there's a lot of times that you think, oh, you know, that's just how you do it, and it's just everyone has their own way. And it's like, no, there's the correct way to run. There's a correct way to, to not run. Um, it's like throwing a baseball. There's a correct way to throwing it, a correct way not to, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And sadly, with those basic things like the running, jumping, no one ever teaches that properly as kids. We just, you yeah. know, kids, we just learn how to jump a rope. We just you know, do it. We just run. Um, but it often isn't until we get hurt. Then you learn to kind of reprogram that brain, the body, to do it properly. Yeah, and, and that is so true. And then it, it, it's frustrating and difficult in a lot of ways because a lot of times that if you would have been taught correctly to begin with, then you never would have been hurt to begin with. You know what I mean? Yes, that's right. It's like you wouldn't yep, have had yeah. that original. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think at the gym, too, like it, it's, you know, you see so many people doing things improperly they're not working the muscle group that they're supposed to do with that exercise and you know then something they get hurt either the back is arching too much or the back's getting thrown into that exercise and they're using way too heavy weight so yeah getting taught yeah. properly is very important yeah and i've seen that a lot where you go to the you know when i would go to the gym and stuff you'd see people like look i can bench this much you know you're looking at them <laughs> like yeah but your form isn't good you know, oh, yeah. I mean, I've oh, done yeah. it. The I back mean, is arching yeah. on that bench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've I've tried it before where, you know, I'm like, oh, I can bench this much. And then, like, one of the times my back actually popped while I was pushing. And I'm like, obviously, my form is not right. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm doing yeah. something wrong. So, yeah, I, I've I've learned over the years. And I think it's one of the things you get kind of as you get older because you've had the injuries and stuff like that. You know, I'm in yeah. my early 40s. You know, and I've had multiple injuries that came down to where the doctors looking at me going, well, that's because you do it weird. You know, it's like when I tore, I tore my rotator pitching a baseball to kids. Oh, I was teaching kids yeah, how to pitch baseball yeah. and I'm a side armor. I was a shortstop my entire life. So when I throw a baseball, I never go over the top. I'm always on the side. I'm almost a complete submarine when I throw the baseball. It's all down. <laughs> and I do yeah. that quick flip. But when you're teaching kids, you know, and I was a coach and I was teaching kids how to pitch, I'm like, well, I can't teach them by throwing sidearm. I need to teach these kids correctly. So I was throwing overhand right, for the right. kids. And all of a sudden, by the end of the day, I'm like, God, my arm's killing me. It hurts. Okay. And the next day, I couldn't even lift my arm. So I went to the doctor and they're like, yeah, you tore your rotator. Ouch, and I'm like, I what? Yeah. I was just throwing a baseball. And they're like, well, you're a sidearm or your muscles are used to that motion. And then you spent eight hours throwing overhand. And that throw... Yeah, yeah, I ended up tearing a rotator. So it's, yeah, yeah. you know, and part of that was because I learned the wrong motion to throw. So when I tried doing it the correct way, I ended up hurting myself. So if I learned the correct way to begin with, you know, yeah, yeah. those muscles would have been the right way. Yeah, because this is kind mm -hmm. of an area that I want to start uh, focusing in. Um, you know, I've got the women's, I've got the kind of a senior specialization there, but uh, there's um, some specializations you can do with the corrective exercise technique. So you can kind of work mm -hmm. with, you know, either athletes or just, you know, people like us who have our weekend hobbies, you know, just helping people do things properly because it is so, you know, vital. Yes. Well, it's like you said earlier, it's, you know, working with older, 
older people, you know, for me, it's seeing, you know, a lot of my, my friends that are older or my parents, brothers and sisters who are all older, and you're looking at them going, you know, they can barely move, they can barely walk. Yeah, because the things that they yeah. did wrong as they were younger, you know, my knees right now, yeah. you know, it's one of those, I was told to have surgery on my knees when I was in my twenties. And I'm like, as long Oof, as I can still yeah. walk, you ain't cutting into me. And I kept going and just said physical therapy. I'll be fine. I ain't, I ain't having surgery. Now I'm looking back going, you know, maybe I should have done it, but you know, they still yeah, work. Yeah. Kind of. And, yeah. And that's the thing too, when you're younger, like, you know, there's a lot of, I'm sure even younger people we know as well, that could be, you know, or should be going to the gym, should be moving, getting off the couch and yeah. um, just not taking advantage of their youth when they can to be able to do those activities. And it's a lot oh, harder yeah. no, I agree. to um, get that going. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you if it's not something that you learned and that was the hard part for me. And I mean, that's one thing that a lot of people don't. I was I graduated high school 140 pounds. My, my wow. nickname was Stick yeah. Boy because I was tiny. Yeah, but I wow. played I played tennis. I played baseball, I mountain biked. I mean, I would, you know, when I mean by mountain biking, I would go up to Snoqualmie Pass and ride up the, you know, up the lifts. I mean, it was, you know, I, I, I went and did, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I did those kind of sports. I mean, but when I blew my knee the first time, everything changed because it was all of a sudden yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, I have, I have a snowboard that's in my garage a 94 John Ford ride that hasn't been ridden in over 20 years because oh, yeah. when I blew my knee, it was the day before I was supposed to go, you know, ride that snowboard and I had brand new boots and bindings oh, wow. and I blew my knee out. And when the doctor was like, well, okay, you can start doing stuff again, but you need to wear a brace and you need to be careful. And I'm like, Oh, am I going to blow my knee again if I go snowboarding? And then three or four seasons go by and I'm like, you know, I don't think I could do that anymore. And it's just something I loved. Yeah, I just quit yeah. doing because because yep. I was afraid. You know, tennis, I used to play tennis three or four times a week. I haven't played in 20 years because I'm afraid yeah. of that movement. You know, that quick yeah, stop and is. turn. And it's like, oh, the my cutting, knee's not yeah. going to take that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just like. There are certain, and that's what sadly, people there's certain things as you get older that you kind of have to say goodbye to. Like after my ACL um, surgery there, I, I can't really kneel very well. And then the doctor too said, you know, be careful with, um, you know, running, squatting, lifting, that kind of stuff. But, you know, I still do yeah. it, but you don't want to exasperate it as well. There's certain things, sadly, you have to say goodbye to. Um, but I think that goes back to, you know, enjoy it while you can when you're younger. Yeah. And that's one of those things. I think if anyone had told me that, you know, you know, a week after my 21st birthday, I'm going to destroy my right knee. You know, have fun yep. until then, you know, I had 1,100 pounds yeah. hit me in the side of the knee and Ooh, bent my knee sideways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow nothing, nothing ripped all the way through. Everything oh, was partial. Wow, you're lucky. <laughs> so somehow, yeah. luckily, they they basically said I have like, I have very stretchy tendons apparently and all that stuff because they said everything tore but nothing was a complete like all the way so they're like technically you can do physical therapy you probably should have the surgery and i'm like i'm doing physical therapy i don't want surgery oh yeah. <laughs> my doctor kind but of it said, was you, if know, you ever want to run jump again you got to have the surgery yeah. I'm like yeah <laughs> well it was one of those things i mean for me i mean it, this was 20 20 years ago so they really it, it was my doctor was like, you can have the surgery, and I think they said it would be like a 60% odds that you're going to come out of it with your knee better, and I'm like, that's yeah, not yeah. high enough odds for me, you know. I'm like, if I do physical therapy, what is it? And he's like, 
you know, there's probably going to have better odds of the strength of your knee, but it's going to take a lot longer and be a lot more painful. And I'm like, well, I'm going for the, the physical therapy. I'd, yeah. Like, I yeah. saw what my dad went through with surgery, and I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, and injuries are never, yeah. you know, you come back, you're never 100%. You can get as close as you can be, but there's a lot of, you know, scar tissue. I've got two screws now in my knee. Like, it's just it's just never the same. No, it's not. And that was, the, and the bad part was when I did my knee in when I was 21, my right knee, my left knee, I did that in when I was 15. So I was running yeah. in the outfield yeah. playing baseball and put my foot in a gopher hole and hyperextended my knee. Oof. Yeah, and that yeah. ended my, you know, that ended my baseball career. So I mean, it was kind of one of those, you know, I already had one bad knee. Now I've got two of them. So and I was at twenty one, yeah, like yeah. two bum knees. It's like, yeah, great. But yeah, and that, that goes back yeah. to like I, you know, just don't go all out because I don't want to get hurt again. I don't ever want to go through yeah. the whole recovery. The it was probably one of the more painful things I've ever had the feel of my life actually the day after all the uh, anesthesia and everything wore off it was so painful I don't ever want to experience that again yeah I know and I get that completely I, I've gotten like I said I've gotten lucky because even when I shattered my foot the doctor said if it had been a quarter of an inch a little bit towards my ankle I would have had like full pins needles and it would have been years of physical therapy and everything else yeah, He's like, but yeah. because it was just, I missed the joint by like less than a quarter of an inch and broke all the bones yeah. like right underneath the joint. And he's like, because of where it is, you don't need physical therapy and all that stuff. He's like, but your foot's never going to be the same. He's like, you're never going to get pushed mm-hmm. off. That foot's always going to be a little bit off. So, yeah. yeah. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about, let's talk a little bit more. All right. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. All right, we're back from break. So we've talked about, you know, coming back from injury and all that kind of fun stuff. And so what got you into hockey, if I might ask? I mean, I know you said you were from Calgary, and I know... Everyone's going to be like, well, you're Canadian. Of course you played hockey. Yeah, but... <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but, what really enough, got you I, into it? I actually, uh, I grew up playing field hockey. That was actually, um, like, going through high school and everything. That was my sport, playing high school. And it wasn't until um, I, after college, I went out to Hong Kong and worked out there for a while. And then my boss at the time, she was also from Canada, and she was involved with hockey out there, and she was running this um, one night. She was running this uh, hockey kind of school thing, and she needed more students in her class. And so she said, Jackie, do you want to come out to this? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have not put on a pair of skates in a while. So I did it, and then that got me back into it, and I really enjoyed it, and I ended up um, playing out in Hong Kong for a while. And it was fun. We did a lot of tournaments out there, like, um, with the women's team, we went to, like, Malaysia, Taiwan, all over, great community, met a lot of um, fellow Canadians and Americans out there. So that got me back into it. And then uh, then I moved back or moved to Seattle and kind of it's through all of life's changes. You know, I've moved different places. It's been the one constant that's been with me. Um, and I often think back, you know, all the things that's allowed me to, you know, travel, to meet new friends, to um you know, get involved with different charity work and, you know, meet a lot of people. Um, I've slowed down a bit, obviously, after the injury. 
and just kind of play more for fun yeah. now. But um, yeah, just uh, it's and it's always been there. I always knew how to skate. My um, funny, you mentioned earlier about not having the facilities here in Seattle. But um, as a kid growing up, it was so cold that my dad would go out every night. A lot of dedication in the winter time with his garden hose, and he would just like hose down the backyard. Um, every night and we'd just go sometimes I'd just be too lazy to put on my skates and just play around in boots out there so I always knew how to skate um, and it was you know having some of the hockey stuff from field hockey transitioning to ice hockey was a lot easier because um, playing field hockey obviously it's a lot shorter stick shorter blade mm-hmm. and you can only use one side of the blade as well so and there were a lot of yeah. it was kind of a mix of um, soccer and hockey so going into ice hockey I'm like this is so much easier you can do whatever you want hmm. Like, you, you know, don't don't awesome. get in trouble for standing in front of someone. It was, yeah, it was a fun transition. And that's kind of, I guess, where I am now after all those years of uh, playing and traveling around with the sport. So you, it sounds like you got to travel a lot. You said Malaysia, Taiwan. I mean, some of those other places. I mean, what what was that like? What was it like going to, you it know, was, oh these God. other countries? Yeah, very interesting. Um, so it was our women's team in Hong Kong that went to Malaysia. We played against a, kind of a joint team that had uh, Singapore and Malaysia together. And it was very interesting because the country there is Muslim. So just seeing, you know, it was a very different culture. I loved playing there because the ice is cold. But then after, like in between games, you go outside and it is so hot. You get to sit by the pool and everything. <laughs> so it was it was interesting. And then... Um, to see these places and, oh, yeah, they've got, you know, sheets of ice. It was, you know, it's an experience for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even in Hong Kong itself, uh, um, you're making me have some flashbacks here. It was on the eighth floor of a shopping center, and there was like a roller coaster running through. Um, obviously, the rink is smaller just because land is so little, like not much uh, space yeah. in Hong Kong. But it was on the eighth floor of a shopping center. And we used to have these guys, it was a food court that was right next to the rink. And these men would, like, stand at the glass and watch us. When we fell, they laughed even more. It was just, I think, a source of entertainment for them. But it was, and then uh, I left my gear one time um, over the summer when I went back to Calgary. I left my gear in the locker room kind of storage area in Hong Kong. Came back after summer, and a rat had, um, because it's so humid there in Hong Kong, a rat had, like, pooped in my hockey bag. (laughs) So... It was oh. kind of interesting. You get like cockroaches in your gear and stuff. It's so hot and humid there. Ooh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I could deal that. I don't like the hot and humid. That's that's always like. I know my wife wants to move to Hawaii. She loves Hawaii, and Ooh. I'm like, but it's so hot and humid. We're supposed to be there in a couple of weeks for for a Spartan race. So, but Ooh, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. I know you. Like you said, you played in different countries and all that. What kind of? I know you've done a lot of charitable stuff too. What, what kind of charity stuff have you been involved with? I think I saw the, in the email, it was Mario Lemieux Foundation, a few of the others. I mean, what kind of? Yeah. How? What was that kind of stuff you like? One of the major ones that I'm involved with, especially here in the Pacific Northwest, um, is with the Ronald McDonald House. So you probably are aware of the mm-hmm. Seattle Thunderbirds every year. They have a hockey challenge event um, that yep. benefits the Ronald McDonald House. So I've been involved with that, my gosh, I think 14, 15 years now. Um, so I run one of the women's teams. I captain the team, and um, we just play every year, raise money, um, and it, it's just for a great cause. Um, having met some of the people that stay at the house as well, you really, you know, what you do, being able to play a sport that you love and raise money, um, you know, to help some of these people, it's it's a really 
amazing experience. And then the other, um, I support the Mario Lemieux Foundation as well, and they have a fantasy hockey camp that they put on um, every year. And I was able to attend it um, for three years. It was a couple years ago. And that was actually one of my incentives for when I came out of all my rehab work for my knee. I was like, I am going to go back to camp. And it meant so much to have a goal on the horizon. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great um, event that they put on. It's obviously tied in with the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's my favorite team. Um, and benefits. Uh, Levine, I'm right there um, with you. I don't know. If, oh, okay. I love <laughs> no, the Pens. Good, good, good. I love the Pens. So. Yay. Don't tell Pens. anyone. but. <laughs> Yeah. Don't tell anyone, we'll but yeah, I love now. the pens. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why when I saw the Mario Lemieux, I'm like, oh, she's a pen. She's, she likes the pens. So Yay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know Lemieux's um, history too, like with him having been through cancer, leukemia, and everything. So he started up this yeah. foundation in it, um, you know, different, um, you know, cancer research and everything. So another being able to play the sport for a good cause, it, it just means so much. And meeting people as well. Yeah, Mario Lemieux, he's. He's always been one of my favorites. I love the Pens, and Mario Lemieux has always been one of my favorite players. So, I mean, I saw that, and I'm like, okay, I, I like this lady. So. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. It's because Mario's, yeah. For, yeah, yeah. for all the things he's been through, um, I, I heard that, I think it was his last cancer treatment, and then that night he showed up to play. Like, it, to me, it's like, wow, like, you know, having to go through all that, you know, the pain, the adversity is, you know, not knowing if you're yeah. going, you know, how your health is, you have to come back and play. And he does so much for the team now, too. Yeah, and I mean, that's what was amazing with Mario Lemieux. I mean, like you said, I mean, he was just so strong. And, I mean, I've seen what those cancer treatments can do to people. And Oof, yeah. he would have played hockey. He, he wouldn't play hockey afterwards. And my guess is he probably kicked some major butt because he's Mario Lemieux. But <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I bet you're excited probably to see the the – that we're going to finally get NHL here. That's going to be... I am. I am. But I'm still going to be a Penn fan. I get asked that a lot. I'm going to switch. And that's what's hard, is it's hard for them to say, like, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you know, hey, we're going to finally give you a hockey team. Now you have to be a fan. And you're like, but I've been rooting for the Pens my entire life because oh, yeah, I didn't have a yeah. team. You know, I yeah, mean, I root for, yeah. of course, I root for the, the Thunderbirds because I've been a huge fan of the Thunderbirds, but that's junior hockey. You know, when it comes to NHL, I'm a Pens fan. You know, you can't root for the Canucks. No, exactly. I I hear you. High five on that. (laughs) Yeah, can't root for the Canucks. I root for them to lose. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it'll be nice to get a team because then it'll, you know, bring more availability of facilities, getting involved with a game for especially young kids that, you know, kind of like the opportunities that you never really had as a kid that hopefully it'll bring more awareness to the game, more opportunities to get on the ice for kids. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. So it'll be an amazing thing. Uh, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not too excited that it's going to be at Key Arena. I I really don't like that site. The the parking is so atrocious. Oh, yeah. You know. And it still amazes me that they're actually this. You know, the roof is still the original roof from the '60s. Yeah, that's the one thing they've yeah. never replaced. It's the original roof from the yeah. Coliseum that they put up in the '60s. So. Wow! Wow! Yeah. 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 It's going to be interesting. I actually, uh, I mean, we skated there for our uh, hockey challenge events. I think for the first few years that you took place down at Key yep. Arena. Yeah, I used to have tickets to. I'd go every year to the Key Arena when they were at Key Arena. I've watched them at Mercer Arena when they were there for a short time oh, wow. and then um 
back down to, and then I think they went back to Key Arena and then down to the show where. So I, I've watched them. I've been watching T-Birds since I was a teenager. Like the second I found the T-Birds, I, I've gone. It's been a couple of years, and I lost my. I had my favorite T-Birds jersey was had the cartoonish <laughs> T-Bird on it okay. from like oh, I think it was from eight or nine years ago, and somehow it disappeared. I went to find it one day, and it's just gone. Oh dear! And I'm like, oh. no. That was my favorite. You should so, check yeah. on eBay. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to find that sucker. It was a, I loved that jersey. So I had to get a couple new ones. So I have an away jersey and a, a home jersey. So one I wear one and the nice. wife will wear the other when we go to a game. So, oh, nice. yeah. I love the T-Birds and I love hockey. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. So the charity event. So that's, that's fun. I mean, I'm going to. I, I definitely love going to the Ronald McDonald event that they have every year for the T-Birds. Yeah, every February is when they have it. Yeah. yeah. So, I was trying to think, what else? What else? Did, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, let's see. Goals? I guess no? running goals? Um, running? I, I think, um, you know, I, <laughs> he's going to hate me for mentioning this, but I, I was running with my husband in a 5K, um, what was it? Last weekend for the Everett Aquasox 5K there. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, just long story short, this week we were talking about it. And I said, you know, you got to find a purpose for your run. Like not just getting out there and running, like find a reason of why, why you run. Um, yeah. You know, for me, it's obviously for my previous self. I have a friend who has MS and I quite often think about her during my runs because I'm like, she can't, you know, she, it hurts for her to move. So here you are, yeah. you know, I'm running this for you. Um, people, you know, that I've met that have passed away, you know, I just feel like I'm the arms and legs out there to do the exercise for them. Finding a goal, finding the reason why you run, you know, um, you definitely don't want your mind kind of, even when you're working out, you don't want your mind like, oh God, 10 more reps to go, you know, ah, this is too hard. You don't want your mind to go there, but you just want to be able to zone out. Think of, you know, that goal, what you're aiming for, always having something out there, a carrot in front of you, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree completely. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I know what I used to do a lot of times when I was when I was really into running and doing like half marathons and all that fun stuff. Is I it sounds really bad, but and this is kind of how old I it is. But I had an MP3 player. It wasn't even an iPod. It was an MP3 player. So it was like <laughs> you know, they're between the Walkman and the iPod. It was yeah. So okay. I had my MP3 <laughs> player, and I had it set up so that it played the songs in a certain order. And when I was running, I knew what my time was by what song was on. Oh, nice, nice. That's a good way. So if it got to a certain song, I would know, okay, if my time is right, if I've got my pace right, I should be, you know, when this song comes on, I should be at mile two and getting ready to ramp up my pace. And I could look at, you know, where I was to make sure I was doing it right, you know, or if my pace was off. So, yeah, that was kind of my way of keeping track and kind of, getting in my head because if I could order it like that and put an order to it, it helped me think about it less and helped keep me like that is great. focused. So, and I think it gives you a bit so, of a challenge. I like that. Cause it's like, okay, I yeah. want to finish this kind of, yeah, I like that. That's really good. Making it into a game, I think, or just giving yourself an additional challenge is always nice. Yeah. And the other thing I would do too, is I would sit there cause I was so in a, in, into interval training 
at that point, like a lot of interval training. Like if I was on the elliptical, you know, jog for like three minutes, sprint for a minute, jog for three minutes, sprint for a minute. And what I would do is I would set the songs up so I would have a really fast, like hard, heavy metal song. And then right afterwards, I would go into like an 80s pop song. You know, (laughs) and people are like, well, why would you do that? I'm like, because when the hard heavy metal song's on, I'm running, I'm spraying. I'm like, yeah. yeah, And then all of a sudden it would kick into that, you know, 80s Depeche Mode or something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, and you kick into that jog and the music was kind of my, would help me on my interval training while I was running, you know, without the elliptical. And it's, you know, it was, that was the fun part was trying to find the ways like to make that worked in my brain. You know, because yeah, I've yeah. been told multiple times my brain doesn't work like most people's, but you know those things worked for my brain. So that's right. That's yeah, right. So music is so important too. I really gotta. It, I love the Metallica, the Lincoln Park when I'm running, like yep. kind of getting the the real rhythm kind of stuff. I need to kick some butt pretty much when I'm running. <laughs> yeah, I, I found when I need the the sprint, it was always uh, Betty X. And if you don't, yeah, yeah, nice. look Betty X up. She's got some hard. It's hard. I can't remember. It's like, I don't even know what the rockabilly, hard, rockabilly metal, I think is what they classify her as. But she's amazing for that hard, just quick, quick yeah. tempo. So Nice. So yeah, we've yeah. talked about running. We've talked about hockey. Have you ever thought of doing one of the mud runs? <laughs> the <laughs> obstacle course races. I'm Has Dawn talked to you? I'm sure Dawn's I'm... tried talking to you. I've seen your pictures, too. I, you know, I see you doing those one of those. Weekend obstacle races, and I've seen, oh, yeah. um, I think you mentioned, what is it, the Spartan? I've seen some other yeah, mud runs and yep. stuff like that. I am worried. I'm worried about the um, kind of slopey terrains, and um, it's the knee. I think that's kind of giving Jackie yeah. a bit of a caution warning there. Well, I will tell you this. If you ever decide you want to try one, me and Dawn and the the group that we're in, Beast OCR, we're, we're great at finding ways to get either cheap prices or free. But the the Seattle the Seattle Sprint, which is the only it's a five about a three to five mile obstacle course race, is in September. And if you decide you want to do it, we'll find a way to get you a free race, and you can come race with us and test it out. Oh, thank you. It's fun. <laughs> thank you. It's fun. Like I mean, you've seen me and Dawn. We're not exactly small dudes. So we take our time. We're we're not fast. We don't run it. We don't rush, you know. So if you want to try it, you're welcome to join us. I think you. It's one of those things. It's one way or the other. Most people that try them either they're like, oh my god, and they never stop, <laughs> and it becomes an addiction, nice. or it's oh yeah, that was a nice, but I don't want to do it again. <laughs> You know, and I, I've right. I've had both. I've had, you know, people that have done them with me, like Don, who did one with me, and he's like, cool, when's the next one? This was amazing. <laughs> and then I've had my, my niece is like, well, this this was fun, Uncle Mike, but, um, yeah, no, we ain't doing this again. <laughs> I think I need to so, come out and watch one, because I have images of people, no. like, landing on top of me or running into me or something, and that's what no. I fear, I think. But if I came up, maybe watch one. Yeah. And that's how You're I got involved to. with I mean, five keys, too. Yeah, I should come out because um, with five keys, I I first volunteered and then I walked mm-hmm. my first one with a girlfriend and we actually came in last because we she was busy talking, we were talking, talking. The people yep. winding up the course were right behind us. 
And I'm like, I do not want to do this anymore. Like, come and last. I felt really bad for the people. So I was like, next year I'm going to run this. And that's kind of what got me going. Yeah. But I think coming out first and taking a look at it, getting a feel for it. And then that kind of got my confidence up. So maybe I'll come and cheer you guys on for a race sometime. You should. I mean, if you want, I mean, you know, if you want to come down to, what, Washougal on August 11th, 10th, which is down by Portland, we can get you a spectator pass and you can come watch. It's a giant party. You know, in, in the festival oh, area. Wow. Or if you want to, in September, it's going to be in Seattle, and you can come watch that one. So, yeah, go. let that us know. I mean, yeah. And the Seattle one's actually in Monroe. but Oh, okay. That's know, not that far number. from where I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's yeah. actually, there's a there's a terrain race, which is it's not as tough as a Spartan normally. It's a little bit easier race. That's going to be in Monroe, I think, in like two weeks that you can come, you know, uh-huh. watch. But, I mean, it's one of those things, if you want to come out and watch, you know, reach out to me or Don. We would love to get you to come out and watch one and see what it's like. And that's what I did the first time. The first time I went to a Spartan, I had a, an injury to my hand, so I couldn't race. So I went with some friends, and I watched, and I saw what everyone was doing. And, I mean, they're coming off, and, I mean, these people look like, you know, they've been they've been rolling around in a pig pen. They're dirty. They're nasty. And I'm like, I'm like I don't know if I want to do that. But then you look at their face and the smile and how happy these people were, and I'm like, how can you be that dirty and that happy at the same time? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, really and then I decided, I, I never yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. And then I was like, let me try this. I'm going to do this. And I did it. And then I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I get it now. It's definitely an addiction. It's like running when you get that runner's high. Oh, yeah. 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 You never believe that it yeah. exists until you finally get it. And you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, and during the, like, last weekend's race, I was like, oh, man, Jackie, maybe you should take a, you know, give your body a bit of a break. But then, uh, you know, come Monday, I was like, ooh, I wish I had a race this weekend. You know, <laughs> you mm-hmm. just kind of get, you know, once your body settles down a bit, you are you just want to keep going. You do. And that was me, because when I was doing the, the road races, I was doing half marathons. You know, my best half marathon was two hours, and or half marathon, yeah, it was two hours, 45 minutes. I mean, I was doing all wow. sorts of that kind of stuff, running all the time. And I started to get bored. I'm like two hours and 45 minutes of running. And you sat there with your headphones on. You know, I put my headphones in and just run. And I was completely oblivious to everyone around me. Like people could be, you know, having a heart attack right next to me. I wouldn't even notice. I was completely <laughs> oblivious to that. My headphones in and you just go and you get this tunnel vision yeah. when you're doing road races like yeah. that. And then I started doing the Spartan races and the train races and all the OCR races. And all of a sudden there's this community and it is so crazy where like you come up to an obstacle and there's an eight foot wall. And I'm like, I'm a fat guy. It's hard for me to get over an eight foot wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. some, you come up and you stop and you're looking at it and there's someone looking right at you going, do you need a boost? Do you need help over this wall? Let's oh, do nice. this. Come on, let's go. And I mean, it just, it's so amazing uh, to the community. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. Once you go out there and you're actually running one of these OCRs and you're looking at all these intimidating obstacles and you don't get time to get intimidated by it because the second you come up to it, there's someone going, Hey, do you need help? Do you need me to help you over that wall? Do you need a boost? Do you need this? Oh, do you nice. need... And they're helpful. And that takes the community just takes all that intimidation right out of you. And then you, you that's where the, that's where it comes into the, like the, the love for it is just that love of community. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, you would love it from this talking to you. And I, I think you would be one that you'd do it. And your husband would be like, <laughs> how much are you spending on races? You just did a race last week. And what do you mean you'd want to do another one? 
I know I have a, an Excel spreadsheet of the races and the money I've spent. <laughs> then again, I also track yeah. the time and everything else. But it's great. I mean, especially in the summer, like this is the time to be doing this kind of stuff. Because I think if it's you know going to be raining harder, uh, colder out, I don't think I'll you know be as involved with it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, well, off one... season too. And... Yeah, and then the one thing with the OCRs, and I know you can do this with a lot of like the the normal running events too, is we volunteer a lot. Like I, ah, if I had to pay like for it. all the Spartans and everything that I do, I, I, my wife would divorce me, but <laughs> I mean, it's so, so I volunteer a lot. I've only paid for, uh, I've done, I think 30, 33, I think at last count, I think it's about oh, 33 Spartans only <laughs> over the last wow. like five years. And I've only paid for three of those. Wow. And that was because the volunteer credits I had one year didn't work for Hawaii, so I had to pay for the trifecta in Hawaii, and that's all I've ever paid for. So other than that, every race I've ever – every Spartan race I've done, I paid the, the $15 insurance fee, and that's it because I, I volunteer, and I volunteer a lot. So, nice. But, I mean, it's – it's a great community, so I would love to see you out doing an OCR. I'm not going to, like, push you into it, but I will, like, push you and say, hey, if you want to, we will help you in any way we can to, to get out there. So it's it's a blast. When you're in Monroe, I'll come out. Yeah, let, let me know. Don has your contact, and I'll tell him to let you know what weekend it is. And the weekend we're in Monroe, I'll have, I'll make sure you know so you can come out and – and uh, watch and cheer us on. I think it's, I don't think it's this weekend. I think it's next weekend. So. Okay. Okay. But it would be cool to see you out there. And I mean, you could just, you know, come out and see what it's all about and kind of see the group. I mean, yeah. BSOCR is a group we run with. And I mean, it's, it's an amazing community of people that just, just help each other. So. Yeah. I think it's great yeah. that you, you know, you lead and you share your experiences with the community and with other, you know, what you do. Oh yeah, it's got to be. You got to enjoy it. You got to love it. You got to have fun with it. So it's one of those. It's one of those things. It's just a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So perfect. We're about we're about at the one hour mark, which is usually about where I try and stay around. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> Time goes by. Yeah, it's been a blast. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it honestly until I like walked over and looked at my computer and I saw the time and I'm like, oh wow, we're we're just about the hour mark. So. So is there anything you want to say to the listeners in closing, just a, a last remark of, you know, anything you want to say? Um, I think keep challenging yourself in life. You know, I never thought I was a runner and I don't, I still don't see myself as a runner. I'm just doing this thing where I'm moving and keep moving. Um, just finding, you know, the next challenge, whether it's a 5k or, um, getting yourself in the gym, just keep moving, keep finding challenges and have fun while you're doing it. Just keep moving. I, I agree I so much. important. Yeah. yeah. Just keep moving. One of my one of my good friends, Jesse, from uh, West Coast Obstacles, his favorite thing saying is, always forward. Yep. And yep. that's Very always good. been like my – it's become like my new motto, always forward, always moving forward, you know. So, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So. And I, I always tell my clients, too, I always say um, – you know, movement, any kind of movement is better than no movement at all. Whether it's, you know, going for a walk, that's beats sitting on a couch. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy walk. It could be just, you know, a little bit of around the block. Just move is better than just not moving. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. So. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And find something all you right. love to do as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's kind of the thing, too, is I think a lot of people try and they, they try and do other people's workouts. 
Like, oh, so-and-so said yeah. I should do this workout. And it's like, yeah, but if you don't like that, then you're not going to continue doing it. You know, people are like, oh, people tell me I should swim, and I hate swimming. Well, then you need thing. to find yeah. a different workout. Yeah. Find yeah. something else that's yeah. going to work for you. I see that. Yeah, I see that a lot with hockey, too, where, you know, the husband wants the wife to play or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, and then they break up and then, you know, she doesn't play anymore. you got to find your own thing. You know, check out different yeah. things, you know, definitely for, by all means, try it out, but it might not be your thing. Find the thing that works for you. Yep, and that's that's so true. Find find what works for you. All right? Yeah, yeah. Well, perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for talking to me, Jackie. This has been amazing. Oh, so. no problem, Mike, and thank you for having me. Um, on your podcast and keep doing what you're doing as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, thank you very much. And I I hope to see you out at the one of these races and hope to see you out on the course sometime. You bet. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at BeastOCR.com.